Welcome to Parenting with Vanessa Colon's podcast. Tonight's topic, again, which is what I always talk about, is relationships. And so one of the things that I've had a hard time explaining is my approach. And my approach and what does that mean exactly and like how do I work with families or children? I don't know. So this has come up before and this is always one of the hardest questions for me is because I always tell people, well, it depends on the child or it depends on what I see or it's depending on, I don't know. It's not... It's not a simple answer in the sense of like, you know, I do, if this happens, we do X, Y, and Z, because if you do X, Y, and Z, maybe it didn't work. So maybe it's a different approach and every child's so different. So I can't really answer how I do things, but something did come up for me today or, you know, on, and I got really irritated. I'll be honest. I got really irritated, not irritated, just more upset on the sense of like, with one of my kiddos on what I thought was going in the right direction. And then what I realized didn't go, but normally it goes in that direction and we stay in that direction. But when there's a, a mishap or like there's a, it doesn't go in that direction that I'm thinking it's going to go in after so much time, I'm like, what is going on? And so I'll give a little back end on this. When you're working with children, right, you, you meet them where they are. So emotionally, physically, on all levels, like you're always meeting the child where they are, in my opinion. Like that's the best work. But it also comes down to the relationship you have with the child. So for me, I have a very, you know, in my school, a lot of different personalities. It's very dynamic. You're going to hear my dog in the background. I always talk about my dog because this is what happens when I get home and I haven't been home for a while. She barks. So it is what it is. So I have to build that relationship with her afterwards. But, you know, today I got a call early in the morning saying that this kid doesn't want to go because I'm doing too much homework, which number one, I don't do homework. I'm a big believer that homework, if you have a child with like behavioral issues or other things going on, that the school does the work at school. And then at home, the child gets to enjoy the family at home because why are you going to add more stress to the family when you already have to deal with like you asking a child to do something and they have a freak out moment, right? So that's where I kind of take a step back and say, okay, what makes sense is to do the work at school. I also have a mission in my school. What happens at school stays at school and what happens at home stays at home because I don't want a child to have a behavior at school because they're frustrated about something, they're expressing themselves and they go home and have to process it at home. It should be done at school. In my world, I have found that that's the best way to do things because at the same time, like, you know, maybe you're having, you know, I always envision like you're having a great night with your child and all of a sudden the teacher sends a message or whatnot, a text message and says, so-and-so did X, Y, and Z. Can you talk to them? Well, first off, you know, parents might, you know, overreact, underreact. I don't know, whatever it is. But I also feel like it doesn't help the relationship, you know, if you don't have a third party to go into all sides and what's going on, it doesn't make sense. So my thing is this, what happens at school stays at school. If I have a huge behavior, I'm not going to go home and report it. I just, I'm not like we dealt with it. It's over. We move on. Tomorrow's a new day. The, the kids all know this. I mean, this earlier this year, something came up with one of my, my oldest kids that's been with me for years. And he, <laughs> you know, we had a little bit of a disagreement and I was actually going to get the vaccine and I had to leave. Like it wasn't like you know, I was trying to avoid the, the fire or not. I just had to leave. And I think that was shocking for them because normally I until it's completely over and I'm like, listen, we're going to have to wait on this because I can't figure this out because I have to get this shot. Like my appointment's at two o'clock and it's, you know, one right now and I have to make it. Well, I got an email because he wanted the last word, right? Which 
I have never, that's never happened before where I get an email from a child expressing themselves because they want to have the last word in the argument. And I was like, great. Okay. That's always, you know, delightful and fun. But so I walk into school the next day and the first thing out of his mouth, he goes, remember the mission in the school is that what happened the day before stays on that day. And it was pretty much like, that was his apology to me. And I said, you're right. What happened that day stays on that day. And so we move on. He goes, so we're moving on from it. Right. And I'm all, yeah. And at that moment I was like, oh, I had a whole thing, thing planned to talk about and everything else. I'm like, you're right. It is. Are we over it? Are we done? Are we going to have a good day today? He's like, yeah, we're going to have a great day. And I trusted him. I'm like, I'm like, can I trust you that this is over? Like, is this really over or not? And he goes, it's over. I'm like, okay. And you know what? It was over. It actually was ended up being the best day ever the next day. But I got to tell you, I walked in going, oh God, are we really continuing from the day before? I don't want to do that. That's not what I do. And so what happened was this morning, I get a text message from a parent and they're like, you know, so-and-so is not coming because, you know, the expectations are high, which I'm like, what do you mean expectations? Like, can you explain more on that piece? Cause I don't, I don't even know. Cause I do feel like when it comes to the kids in my school, if, you know, if they're having a hard day, like I'm not going to push, like I'm not one to push. I know a lot of times you come into a school, a, a traditional school setting and you do what's planned for the day and everything else. And you have to do it and behaviors come up. And that's for some kids that maybe a traditional school setting is not, you know, the right fit because they need to, they need to take more breaks. They need to be able to process things. They need to do other things. And I totally get that, but it doesn't work for a lot of kids. Kids need breaks. And so I thought by the time that this kid was in, we've already had an issue where we were going to do testing or whatnot. And I told him, I said, listen, like... He's like, he's not going. And I said, forget the test. I told the parents, well, forget the testing. Have him come in. And I told him exactly this. But here's the deal. If you're going to tell me, sorry about my dog, yes. It's, I should have probably waited a little bit on this podcast because she's going to keep barking for another, like two minutes and then she'll be done um, for a treat because that's all she wants. But I said, if you're going to be dealing with having, Lola, if you're going to be dealing with, you know, you know, a child being anxious over a test I'm going to give, like, I'm not going to give the test. It's more important that they're in school, <laughs> right? And then we slowly build up to the test. It doesn't mean that you have to go right into it. You, there's, there's, there's a space and time. We, especially in a small school setting, like we're not 20 kids doing, you know, you have to get all X, Y, and Z done. And I understand the pressure that the teachers have, but in my school, it's not that way. And I've also made it very clear that the kids actually, you know, my kids have a voice in my school. If things are really difficult for them, I'm going to actually back off, but I will slowly build to it. Like they'll know the goal. You know, for example, you know, there's one kid that I have to show if we're doing a math sheet and there's some sheets, let's be honest, some of these math sheets that you get are like, you look at them and you're like, oh my God, there are so many questions and so many problems. Even in ELA or like, you're going to read a summary and answer some questions. That's a lot for some kids. So I'm going to have to modify the worksheet. So, but I, but what I want to do is as I'm asking them, do I need to modify or not? I'm teaching them what do I, I'll, first off, I'm learning what they need <laughs> is the first thing. And also do they know how to advocate for themselves? Cause it's all about them speaking for themselves. I think really having a voice and being able to advocate for themselves is a huge part of, you know, with these kids of like learning how to actually function in the world as adults. And what happened today was this kid's like, the mom, I got a text, like, the work's too hard. I'm demanding too much. And I'm just going, what? 
Like, if they actually saw what was happening the day, like, this kid is, like, we do a little bit. He's so smart. And a lot of times the kids, like, are so brilliant. It's almost like they're bored. And and I also think there's a learned behavior of, like, playing this game of, like, well, I can't do this or I'm not sure. And then they tell the parents and then they, and the parents and the teachers and everything else. So what, what I always say is what happens at home stays at home. What happens at school stays at school because I want to teach kids to advocate for themselves. So... When I told this family, or like I told this child, I'm like, okay, we're going to do this test. And he didn't, he's, and I, he came in that day. The next day, he actually did come in after I said, we're not going to do the testing. And sure enough, I said, we won't do it. And I said, I need you to be able to trust me. Like, I want you to come to me if there's an issue. How else am I going to help? Right. So that's a big part of the school, of, of the way that I'm teaching the kids is like, come to me, we'll figure it out. We'll come up with a plan together. It's all about coming up with a thing together. So for me, like, Having to deal with like a ton of parents, that's a lot for me. And honestly, like that's not what I want to be doing. I want to be teaching kids. And so another example was Lola. Welcome to my life with my dog at night. And I apologize. So another, we had another kid and, you know, I already had the sibling and at that time I already had the older sibling. So they've already been in the school for years. And all of a sudden I'm getting lots of emails and questions on the other child. And I'm just going, okay, this is not normal. Like, I don't understand why I'm getting so much, but like anytime I did anything that upset the child, they would go home and tell the parents. And then I would get an email. So then I had a couple conversations and by the third email, I'm going to be honest, the third complaint, he's like, I want to talk to you about X, Y, and Z. And I go, yeah, no, we're not talking. (laughs) Literally. And to me, it's like, well, you know, I am the founder of the school. They're in my school. There's a reason why they're in my school. I'm going to talk to your child first. And I pulled the child aside and I already said, I'm like, listen, like if you have an issue, like you need to come to me. And this was the conversation prior to the third email. And so she said she would or whatever. And it was fine. And like, and then something else came up and it was something like, you know, she didn't get extra money. Like, minutes doing Minecraft because she ended up having to talk to somebody else online at the time. And I was like, wait a minute. So I get another call and I'm like, I'm not going to talk to him, talk, talk to your child. And so I went to the child and I said, listen, I got a call and I go, I would like you to come to me. So talk to me first. And it's not putting the child on the spot. It's like, how do you advocate there? I go, and I remind her, I'm like, have I ever told you no? And she sat there and she's like, no, you haven't. I go, if there's a legitimate concern or there's too much stress or there's too much things, have I ever said no? And like every child in my school knows this. So when when we're looking at my approach and I work with children, it's like, I want the kids to advocate and go back, you know, two years prior, like we got a new curriculum. The kids didn't like it. I dropped thousands of dollars on a curriculum that they hated. And let me tell you, that curriculum didn't last long in my school because they found mistakes. They literally documented everything on there. They And, you know, I said, here's the deal. If you guys don't like it, we have to come up with something else, right? We have to figure out a different curriculum that makes sense. And I also explained to them, like, okay, well, somebody came up with this curriculum. We have, you know, representative of this company. I go, we need to send them an email about your complaints. And I said, there's some real complaints and you don't like it and we don't want to do it. But somebody put a lot of time and effort into this. So I'm teaching like, okay, let's reflect. Let's How do we approach the next person on this? So I'm also engaging. I want children to like advocate in a way that like they have kind words. How do you do business later on in life? How do you approach people? How do you communicate? And that's it. So here I have this kid who went to the parents again on something else. And I'm like, 
And I pulled her aside after like the third time and I go, you haven't learned yet. She's like, what do you mean? I go, I go, what happens at school? Like, I'm not going home and telling your parents all the behaviors that are happening. I'm not. Like, I'm saying it's a good day. I always report the positive. The negative, I'm like, yeah, we work through it. We move on and it's a new day. Everyone has to have a new chance. Like, it's not the same thing. Well, she learned that and, you know which is great that she started to come to me with different like different issues that she was having and she's working through it and we're working on it. And so we had a parent teacher conference and then the dad from the prior, when I said, we're not going to talk until I talk to your child, we were able to settle it and it was fine, but it wasn't through the parent. It was through the child. You know, how do you, how do you build self-esteem in there? It's like having the child advocate. And so today what happened, I had a, that text message when I was like, you know, you're, you're doing too much. And I already had this conversation with the kid and I'm like, you know, what? Like we have a good relationship there. If there's an issue, like I would really hope that the child will be able to come to me because again, advocacy, right? Like how do we teach children to stand up for what they want versus like going to their parents, the parents going to the teacher. And then there's this whole cycle that goes on and the child never learns to speak up. And maybe there is a good teacher. It's like, well, that we can have a meeting about everything else. I don't know. But to me, like, it's really important that children are taught how to advocate for themselves. Well, you know, the child ended up coming to the school today because, you know, well, yesterday he didn't come and, uh, and they, cause the homework was too hard or whatever. And then it was like 40 minutes to get the kid into the class. And it took like, I brought one kid down and he's like, I'm not going up. Well, I ended up taking the whole classroom downstairs and I'm like, all right, well, we'll have class down here. And then the dad finally left. And we finally got him in and I'm like, I'm going to wait like 30, 40 minutes until we're in there and doing, he's like in the groove of everything else. He's more comfortable. He's not in that fight or flight point of like, I don't want to come in. He's super anxious. Cause I'm sure he's thinking like, I don't know what he's thinking. Like what, what's going on? What if I'm upset or I don't even know, whatever. I have no idea what's going on in some kids heads sometimes because the imagination takes over and it goes to a different world. And I can't pretend to know things if they don't communicate, but you know, at the middle of the day. And I said, Hey, we have to have a meeting. And he's like, Oh, what? (laughs) And I said, we need to have a talk because here's the deal. Cause at this time I'm thinking there's a little bit of manipulation and like playing the parents on to get his needs met of like, well, if she's going to do this, like, it's almost like, well, if I don't come and get Minecraft, then I'm not going to go to school. If I'm not going to do this, if I don't get this, I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. When in fact, his job as a kid is to go to school to move on, right? Like you move on. And I think that's where I was like, I don't understand. Like we've been working together for a while. He knows if he says something, he's going to get it. So today I was like, all right, we're going to have a, I call it family meetings. And I told him, I said, here's the deal. You know, I told you if you don't have, if you don't want to take the test, like here's what it is. And I said, do you know what manipulation is or playing things? And he's like, no. And I go, and I, and I said, and I asked him, by the way, I did ask before, I'm not doing this conversation in the class or outside. Like I'm always up about like, do you want to privately or there's like, I'll take the whole class. And so he said, I want everyone in this conversation. Cause I'm sure he's like, I don't want to be alone with Vanessa. And I said, what is manipulation? What does it mean to manipulate somebody? What does it mean to manipulate a situation? What does it mean to play games? He's like, I don't know. And I looked at the class and I go, does anyone want to explain what it means to try to manipulate me or play games? And I kid you not, everyone's like, "Mm, yeah, you don't want to do that, Vanessa. Like lying is a big thing for me too. Like, you know, I would rather someone be honest and straight and figure it out 
and go from there. That's what I teach my kids. It's the relate. This is the work, right? Like being honest and open and talking about it. And we explained it. And I said, so if you're saying that you're not going to come to school, if you don't get X, Y, and Z to me, that's a game. And that's a little bit of manipulation. I'm going to call it out. I call out what I see plain and simple. That's how I've always been. That's how I always am. Um, I have a heart, like even in my personal life, if I see it, I'm going to say it. And, you know, it has isolated me in the past, but like, I don't want to be, I, to me playing a lot of games and manipulating and doing like, that's a lot of mind. Like that's just a lot of mind work. I, it's just too much work in the brain, like lying. Like if you lie once you have to think about, you know, what you lied about, who you lied to keep the story straight, make sure it's straight. I mean, do you much thinking process that it, I mean, that's a lot. And maybe because I have a lot going on all the time that I can't think of all that all at once. And he actually heard me. And I said, here's the deal. I said, you don't want the homework. I go, what is it that you don't want? I'm all, you tell me. And he goes, and he said, this is what's hard. And I literally handed him the sheets. I said, okay, throw it in the trash. He looked at me and he's like, what? I go, throw it in the trash. Obviously that was the wrong, those are the wrong worksheets for him. And I got it and I heard him, but I wanted to reinforce him for telling me that this is it. Like, and he looked at me, he's like, I'm just going to throw away these sheets. Yes. We're going to figure out work later. But right now I'm going to let you, I'm all, the fact that you told me that what you don't like and what you is, I'm like, we have to come up with a different solution. Here are the papers and put them in the trash. And he just looked at me and he was like, what? I go, but to me, I wanted to teach him like, you know what? Your words matter to me. And I don't want, I want you to be able to come to me. And that's the thing with me. And as a teacher, I want my children to be able to know that they are safe, especially in a teaching environment where maybe they have a hard time and they're struggling that they're not sure what's going on or they're not sure how to handle it. Instead, they have a behavior, they act out. And then like, I don't want to go to school. And there's this refusal. I'm like, no. Okay. If you don't want these, this way of teaching, we'll figure out another way. There's, there's so many ways to teach children. So how do you go to the next pace? And so that was intervention today, but today it really hit me. It's like, why did I get so upset that he couldn't come to me? And it was almost like, okay, this is the relationship that I've been trying to build with all my kids that they can come to me. And I think that's what bothered me the most, which was my own issue right? Obviously I need to teach that he can come to me more and I need to take a step back and be like, okay, listen, like if this isn't what you want, I hear you, I get it, but we're going to work through it. It's not hiding behind your parents or hiding behind anyone else to be able to make that choice. Cause I think it's really important to understand that like, you know, as kids, especially kids that are struggling and they're not sure why they're struggling, like how do they even know at the time, right? They just don't. And I want to be a safe place. So for someone to say, I don't want to go to your school. Like I've never, I mean, in all the five years, I've never had a kid say they don't want to go to my school. <laughs> so today I was like, what is going on? And so, but it also made me relook at like, okay, as I'm explaining my approach and as we're doing things and as I'm writing my next book, like what is it that I do that's different from other people? Cause I just say I come from a relationship based approach. What does that mean? You know, and this is it, like being able for a child to trust you, to come to you and listen to them, you know, and tomorrow I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to have, I'm going to take the next three days to figure out how to teach and do things a little differently, but, but in the same concept, but it, maybe it's a different form, maybe it's a different sheet, maybe, you know, and he's also zooming in from another school. So like, maybe I just have to, like, I could do the same words, but just present it differently. So that's an easy thing for me to do. I mean, it is a little bit more work, don't get me wrong, but... 
I care more that the child comes to me and saying, I don't want to do this because of X, Y, and Z. I need the child to understand, the child needs to understand where, what, how they process information. What do they see when in a worksheet? If it's too much going on in a worksheet or for a math, like, especially for my other kiddo, like if it's too much in a math worksheet, like I don't need him to shut down and rip every single page and like throw something. I'd rather him say, you know what? This is difficult. Can we modify it? And if I can modify it, how do we do it to where it makes sense? And then how do we make the child successful? Because in the end, that's all that matters, right? Is that the child is successful. It doesn't matter how they learn. You know, you don't, you can't take a standardized test and you can't take the way that we teach things and make it to something that makes sense for every child because it doesn't. But what I want to see is a child that's going to be able to trust that they can come to me and say, you know what? I, I'm really having a hard time with this. Instead of going home to the parents, having a, having a meltdown, I don't want to go and completely shut down. Like I, you know, it's important as a teacher to understand like, you know, I want the kid to come to me. So you want to reinforce that. You want them to go to the parents too. Don't get me wrong, but you don't want the shutdown. them not wanting to come to school or wanting to like hit somebody or do something to get out of going to school. Cause a lot of times that's what kids do. And you have a lot more kids with sensory issues or processing issues going on. And if we don't understand how to help them, then that's where the child, it's the child that loses. So today I got, you know, today I was a little, well, most like my foot's asleep as I'm moving. Um, you know, today I was, I found myself like just upset in the sense of like, what is this, what is this situation that's bothering me so much and why? And it's because I haven't, you know, I have more time to, to build, I have to be able to build more trust and confidence in the child that they can come to me. And that's what teaching is about, right? And then how does a child learn to advocate for themselves in a way that they feel heard and that there is change? Because I think a lot of times when kids are saying something and no one's listening, what are we teaching them? That their words don't matter. And I, I guess maybe I was upset more of the fact that he thought him saying something to me that it wouldn't matter, but it would. And that's why when he said, well, I didn't want this, I'm like, throw it all away. Even like the students in <laughs> the, the class are like, are you serious? I'm like, it is, you know, if that's what he feels in this moment, we have to come up with something else. We could still do the same curriculum, but just teach it differently. We don't need a worksheet. We, we could just make it, you know, more fun and interactive. And I'm all about that. But at, today was a realization of like how I work and the differences and, you know, being able to empower children to make that difference and be the change. Cause that's what this is about. And like advocating for them that their words do matter and that they can make a difference. You know, I got to tell you when we moved from our location, we had, I was in a synagogue and then we moved to the next location and I brought a kid with me to check out the second location. And I kid you not, this kid had better questions for the realtor than any, than I did. And he saw things cause it's really about the kids, right? The kid, that's the kids. It's their school. In my opinion, I just kind of, I always say I pay the bills, but really it's about them. And so this child had questions and the guy completely ignored him and I didn't work with him again. And that was it. I was like, I'm not doing it. And I found somebody else. And I said, here's the deal. I'm bringing kids with me to look at the place they're going to be the one answering the questions. They're the ones that can do it. Like, I'm going to sign the final line once they agree to it. And we found a place. And at that same time, I had each 
child um, sign a con like a lease agreement for their education that they're going to care about their education before because I'm like we're moving the school's moving so but you know we're all moving so let's all sign this thing and I have this amazing paper of all the kids at that time signing it because they were part of the process they felt heard you know I'm not just going to build this whole school on what I think <laughs> what they want I have no idea what they want and, you know, yeah, I understand that it was like testing and you have to do other stuff. I totally get that. But there's a way to do it where if, it's, you know, it hits every individual need. But at the same time, the child needs to understand that their voices matter. So when this kid didn't want to go to school today, I was like, what? And that is where I realized I'm like, okay, I have, I have to build more trust that like it's going to work. And the, the fact that he's going to go home and like, you know, try to like, talk about me or whatever's going on at the school against me from the parents. I'm like, no, we're all a team together. So how do we come together and do it that way? And it was really funny when, when it's like, I go, how is it when someone lies in the school to me or anything? Else? And they're like, Oh, everyone's like, my older kids are like, mm, this just doesn't work. Listen, if you, if, if you make a mistake or you do something to me, it's really important to take responsibility for your actions. That's key. Now, lying is where I can't, I have a hard time helping because I don't know what's true or not. And that's where it gets really confusing. So the minute someone walks into my school, lying is like a really big deal for me. And I will never put a kid in trouble once they lie and they make up for it because I'm like, okay, I'm teaching them that they, I don't want them to lie. It only takes a couple times. And so I don't really, so when people ask like, you know, how do you handle lying? I'm like, that's an intervention I have a really hard time with because from day one, I'm teaching that honesty is key because how else am I going to help? You can't help a child that's, you know, not telling the truth or other things. But I was helpful in the sense that, like, I was hopeful that, like, you know, when he said I didn't, he didn't want to do these X, Y, and Z, and I'm like, okay, just toss it. And he looked at me, I'm like, all right, that's what we're going to do. But guess what? When I said it's time to do reading and we're going to do another language assignment, he went and he did it. So I already, I'm already starting to build the trust. Now, if he doesn't come another day because of this, then I'm going to be like, I obviously did made a mistake, but I don't know. We're, let's just hope that we're moving forward because honestly, like, it is really the relationship. And to me, my school is my relationship with each child, and each child is different. And, you know, I have, I've been doing this now, I want to say, a very long time, let's <laughs> say like 20 years, and I'm still connected to, I want to say, a majority of the kids that have come into my life and... I think it's because of the relationship and it's because I have that open communication and anyone can come to me and I'm not going to judge and people make mistakes and no one's perfect, but it's important that the child understands that they can go somewhere and that they can be heard. And versus like a child that's like playing, maybe with divorced parents on playing on both parents or whatnot. But I think the key thing is like trust and like knowing that what you say matters and if it's really how you feel being heard. And even if you're not feeling that way and you're trying to get out of something, at least processing that and like coming up with a game plan. So we have a new game plan for Monday. Let's hope it works. I don't know. Let's, I'm hoping him tomorrow. I'm thinking he will. It's fun Friday. Always fun Friday. I'm like fat by Friday. Everyone's done. So I don't know. I think I'm going to have everyone out outside anyways by, you know, probably going to miniature golfing and just hang out. But either way, that was my podcast tonight because I just want to say today, definitely, I found myself getting a little annoyed and just trying to figure out, like, why am I annoyed? And, like, okay, this is it. And 
That's the approach. And I think for me, when people ask what I do, this is what I do. It's building the relationship between two people that they can communicate. They're both heard and you come up with a plan. And that's even including with the parents. So if I'm doing home consultations, the same thing with the parents, but moving forward, you know, understanding that, you know, a child has a voice and yes, they are young and young little bodies are tiny, but doesn't mean that they can't handle things. And it doesn't mean that their feelings aren't real and that they should be doing what we think that we should be doing, but being able to be heard. So this is my podcast. I know I don't do two podcasts, but tonight was definitely an inspiration after meeting with somebody who definitely gets what I'm doing and what she's doing. And we're in the same boat on all of this. So hope you enjoyed it.